Uptown Sports. Call or text at 916-339-1140. Styles and Watkins, Sacktown Sports, taking you up to 2 p.m. We are taking a brief respite from the Kings to talk Niners with our own Emil Fergoso, Sacktown Sports. 49ers insider and get the vibes right even though the Niners caught an L last night and real quick just for the Brock Purdy haters out there Emil as you're watching oh no as you're watching Sam Darnold what what were your thoughts now you you didn't play with a lot of the guys you know they came out after the first quarter first half whatever it was but what did you see I guess a better way to ask this isn't about if Brock Purdy goes down are are the Niners gonna I just want to know would you assume that Sam Darnold will be on a different team next season? Yes. Yeah. He's playing for another contract. Mm-hmm. The Niners signed him this really heavily incentivized contract this year in case Brock Purdy or whoever the starter mm-hmm. was got hurt. Because if the Niner, if Sam Darnold had played 25% of the snaps yesterday and the Niners won, he would make $300,000. Each game he plays, that's in the contract. Right. It was a base salary of about... $4 million, and he can make up, or it's a $10 million off of incentives of play. So he literally Ooh. fumbled away three hundred k yesterday. Oh, yes. Literally. He had all the wow. incentive in the world to play for that that game. He had all the incentive because he was going to make three hundred k bonus going into the playoffs. And unfortunately, Sam Darnold had a great first half, 169 passing in the first half, and the Niners had, I believe, 10 net yards in the second half. Well, let's not put it all on Sam Darnold because he probably also would have got that 300K if Jake Moody yes, yes, didn't forget how to kick. Are you worried about Jake Moody? And, you know, we talk so much about second-year quarterback yeah. taking on a, you know, taking over for a Super Bowl-ready roster. But, I mean, to have a rookie kicker yeah. in a spot where luckily they got – this is what's crazy. They are so lucky they got – Home field advantage, even though he missed at home yesterday, at least it's his home field. Twice. Because twice. Because can you imagine if they had to go and and the yeah. and the Super Bowl, they always do a warm place. It's in Vegas. Can you imagine if they had to go on the road to some of these thankfully who the, the Packers, they don't got to go to Green Bay or anything nope. like that? That is quite the gamble from this team. And it was a big deal to start the season, mm-hmm. right? Then it went away because he got hot. And then, what was it? He missed in Cleveland. And then after that, he missed got in, hot missed again. Missed in Minnesota and hasn't missed since. And then Week 18 happened. Are you worried about Jake Moody as the kicker? And would you be trying out new kickers? What would be your thought process if you were Kyle Shanahan? I think at this point in the season, you got to let it ride. Mm. You kind of can't mess with that, that mojo. He's been really good since... The bye week for the Niners hasn't missed a field goal, hasn't hasn't missed a PAT, hasn't missed anything inside of 40 yards except for the 38 yarder he tried yesterday, and then missed his first PAT of his NFL career as well. Missed it both right as well, yeah. wide right. The first is, one he doinked, the second one didn't even doink. No, he just missed it right, which is funny because in warmups, and I was on the far side of the field, on the opposite side of the field actually, where, where did he miss? Right. So mm-hmm. it was a recurring thing yesterday of him missing right, and it can just come up to just a bad day at the office, a rough day, which is what the Niners are kind of saying it is. It's worrisome because it could come down to a kick in the playoffs, but I also think that his big game experience in college is going to help him hopefully power through it, and I, I, I like the mentality that he keeps very even-keeled, mm-hmm. similar to Brock Purdy, up and down kind of day, just kind of stays the same. Yeah. It's just a scary proposition, though. Like, you have this juggernaut of a team. Mm-hmm. You're spending all of this money on all of these skill position yeah. players. You know, you get this huge advantage with Brock Purdy not getting paid anything, being Mr. Irrelevant. Yeah. 
and you put it all on the line for a rookie kicker who, yeah, I mean, you said it. Like, there could be a moment where Jake Moody has to make this kick for the Niners to go to the next round, and the entire season could come down to some rookie kicker. It really could. And what's funny is that I put a poll out there on on, on X and, and asked, would you rather – Sign Robbie Gould for the playoffs or ride with Jake Moody. And surprisingly, 57% of the fans said, said ride with Jake Moody. Really? Yeah. Oh, I would not have guessed that. I know. People have been clamoring for Robbie me. Gould all year. It wasn't a high number of votes. I'll give you that. Sure. No one was really paying attention to that sure. game. But people just sign and say, no, we're going to ride with Jake Moody the rest of the way. It's like, okay. So there's a little more confidence than I expected in this guy. That's bold. I, I don't know about that. It's just, it's, I mean, I, I think at this point, like you said, like you've kind of made your bed. I think you have to ride kind of Jake Moody to, yeah. at this point in the season. It'd be tough to just say, well, thanks for getting us through the regular season. We're going to have somebody, just a new kicker walk in here and kick yeah. uh, week one. But that, that, that'd be tough. Uh, did you like any, anybody on, on Sunday? I mean, you know, <laughs> we did like see a lot fun. of, a lot of backups. Was there anybody that you, that That's stood great. out or, or you feel like, you know, I know that secondary has yeah. been, a little bit of patchwork is was there anybody that showed out on on Sunday that you feel uh, you know makes you feel better going into the playoffs? It's a great way you ask that question. Yeah. Chris. Did Do you, you like, like anybody? Did you on like the team? anybody yeah. yesterday in that preseason game? I mean, you know, <laughs> glorified it preseason. Was a glorified preseason yeah. game. Yeah, yeah. I I liked what safety Taylor Hawkins did. Uh, their second year guy, been on the practice squad all year, got his first pick of the game. And then additionally, I like what Robert Buell did. Their their defensive end rookie out of Georgia, he got his first sack of his NFL career. So if they can have these two young guys not play major snaps, but right. be able to fill in and be at least serviceable, right. is going to be a blessing blessing for them, especially with Robert Beal with the Cleveland Farrell injury happening as well. Right. Talking to Emil Fergoso, Sacktown Sports 49ers insider. Emil was watching ESPN and Scott Van Pelt show last night, and Bill Barnwell, who, who he has on, had the Cowboys coming out of the NFC, which I thought was interesting. That's cute. As I look at the bracket, and you got to pick someone, you can't just say there's no one, even if you don't think there's a good chance. But who is the biggest threat to the Niners in the NFC? There's really only two teams that you kind of trust in the NFC right now, and it's the Dallas Cowboys and the Los Angeles Rams. Those are the mm. two best teams in the, in the NFC besides the Niners right now. Yeah. you got to ride with the hot hand, the Philadelphia Eagles – I don't know what happened to them. Tampa Buccaneers aren't trying to win games, apparently. Right. Um, and then the Detroit Lions do kind of Detroit Lions things. And, well, so I guess the bottom line is that as of right now, based on how things ended, the Rams are going to have to go. Are they going to have to eventually take on the Cowboys or the Lions? Here's how this works. If the Cowboys take care of business against the Packers, which they, they probably should, the 2-7, the Rams, this number six seed, because they won against the Bay Area, or Niners yesterday, I should say, mm-hmm. they have to go to Detroit mm-hmm. and beat Detroit, the Lions, in Detroit, which is very, very possible. If they do that, guess who's coming back to Santa Clara on the divisional round? The Rams. Back to Santa Clara. There which is go. very much what I think is about to happen here. Because I, I do think that the, the Rams are going to beat the Lions on the road. Matthew Stafford going back to Detroit, his homecoming, Jared Goff playing his old team. Who's the better quarterback out of the two, in my opinion? I, I think it's Matthew Stafford. I just, yeah, I don't I, think that's I, a... I think I trust him more to deliver in the postseason more than cinder block Jared Goff. Yeah. Let me tell you, too, Nick Mullins just carved up the, the Lions defense. They have an yeah, awful defense. I think that's a cry for help right yeah. there. Not great. Because I'm looking here, so 
Right, I know a bunch of get moved on, but the bottom line is that the bottom line is that okay, so if they have to go to Detroit, I'm just trying to figure out if the Niners, the Niners will have to take on Philly before then, like before before the NFC Championship game. Yeah. So if the Lions beat the Rams, then it comes down to the four or five. Whoever wins the four or five, the Niners have to play in the divisional round. So they could see Philadelphia or Tampa in the divisional round. Gotcha. I just think it's going to be the Rams that beat out, and that'll be the lowest seed. Got and it. the Niners play the lowest seed. Mm-hmm. I'm looking at it right now. So there you go. So they would get the Rams, and then whoever wins Tampa Eagles would play the winner of Cowboys Packers. Packers. Correct. So that yeah. So then it would be Niners. Maybe Niners Cowboys is what we're looking at for the NFC Championship game. Mm-hmm. Yeah, very, very much so. I, they're probably the two best teams in the conference, and that's kind of how it's been all year of just up and down. They have the most talent, most to match physically mm-hmm. on both sides of the football. It just comes down to do you trust the Cowboys in the postseason, which I don't. Well, Emil, this will be your last time to give your prediction before the playoffs actually start. Okay, so go ahead and do it. When this last minute we have, Emil Fergoso, Sacktown Sports 49ers Insider. Will there be a parade in San Francisco and or Santa Clara? Will they get no is the quest for six coming to an end? This is tough. This is hard. It will not. It will not come it will not come to an end. They will not win Super Bowl this year. What? You got the Ravens? I have the Ravens. They gotta beat them twice. Oh, a meal. I know, I know, I know. I respect it, though. Unbiased journalist. Yeah, 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 I respect I, it. I feel like I, he's doing the opposite. There's a reason we didn't ask you, Nate. Look, there's a reason we didn't ask you, There are two teams the Niners do not want to see in the Super Bowl the Ravens or the Cleveland Browns. They don't want to see either fact. team. That's Every other fact. AFC team they don't care about. They, they, mm-hmm. can, they can beat. But those two are the two teams that give them. The Niners yep. are one in three this year against AFC North. There's a reason for that. They are more physical. Mm. Even if they don't have the talent, they're more physical, and they need to churn out those gritty, grimy games, the 2017 games. Slow down the Niners' offense. Exactly. And, and make them make plays. And they struggle with mobile Force quarterbacks. Force them to make Lamar plays. Jackson's whole You thing. could make the argument. I know I know you got to get out of here, but you can make the argument now looking at the AFC. The Ravens might have a tougher road than the Niners, though. Sure. I just okay. I think the AFC's a mess. I think that's a fact. I think they will pretty much no matter what. Like. You know what I mean? Because okay, yeah. yeah. just because they have a harder road, yeah, I mean, doesn't that doesn't mean they, mean they won't do make it. it. Yeah. And if they make it through that harder road, doesn't that tell you that they're probably a team that's better built for some adversity or probably a team that's built to last through they're, some things? They're more healthy. They're more complete than any other AFC team. They, they, they really more are. More healthy. They're not more healthy. The Ravens are, they're yes. Ra- they're not more healthy than the Chiefs. The Chiefs just have a bad roster. Well, I guess they're just a bad team. That's what we're going to do? Okay. I mean, the Bills, too, I think, are more. They've lost Milano. The Bills, they, haven't had, they haven't had Milano or Tredavious like the whole year. Yeah. Okay, so, Emil Fergoso, we have it on tape here. Uh, you have it he on tape. the Ravens. I, I begrudgingly said that, but I just— You I, didn't I, have to. I have to see it. He said the Niners would be 10-7 and seven this year, too. I did. You didn't have to. All but, right, yeah. thank you so much, Emil. As always, be sure to catch all of Emil's work at SacktownSports.com and follow him on social media. Great follow, a lot of good information. Thank you to Emil Fergoso, Sacktown Sports 49ers insider. When we get back, continuing to break down the Kings and Niners, Siles and Watkins, Sacktown Sports. Live and local. Live and local. This is Sacktown Sports.
Styles and Watkins, Sacktown Sports. Taking up to 2 p.m. Thank you again to Emil Fergoso, Sacktown Sports, 49ers Insider. He's got the Ravens. Man, oh man, if Lamar Jackson gets a ring, the conversations Ooh. are Bill going Pullian. to change. Because I've always thought this, man, whether it's Cam Newton, whether it's Jalen Hurts, right? These, I, I don't even know if I would consider Jalen Hurts run first, but these more running quarterbacks, right? It's one thing to get to the Super Bowl, but to win it, that it, that has been, I guess, the white whale that a lot of these old school football talking heads have always said. Hey, you can have some good, and I can put Josh Allen in that category too. I just don't I think hoping. Josh Allen's going to yeah. get there. But wow. hey, these boys got to be Lamar, right? <laughs> hey, but they are hot. Yeah, they are hot. They look great. Hey. These running quarterbacks that are just quick to leave the pocket, right? You can't win it with them. You can get there, mm-hmm. but you can't win it with them. Okay, so I, I would just love to see it because I think it would change the complexity. And it doesn't really change too much because then you would have one versus all the other quarterbacks, sure. right? But I think getting that one would be great for the game and it would it would remove the – and look, all – underdog stories aren't created equal, okay? Everything is relative. Lamar, for everything he did in college, we talk so much about Brock Purdy's, you know, the chip on his shoulder, right? Which is fair. He went last, okay? But relatively speaking, Lamar was a bit disrespected in how low he went compared to what he did in college, right? So let's not act like Lamar doesn't have a chip on his shoulder as well, and I think... You know, I think it's going to be a great playoff run. Very confusing playoff teams to where the AFC seemed very weak, but now when I look at when I look at it, yeah. you got a red hot Bills team. You have, I, I mean, I'm not really putting the Dolphins in that category, but you have the Chiefs. Hey who man, you never Dolphins know. Chiefs. Don't we're we're going to talk about it later this week. Where I'm sure we're going to give our picks, but don't. Don't sleep on the Dolphins now. Okay? I'm not sleeping on the <laughs> Dolphins, I'm, I'm, but I'm hibernating on the Chiefs. So, well, that's some, just a, something's got to give in that game. Something has to give, and this is the best shot for the on Dolphins. Peacock, okay. Well, yeah. I mean, let me know how it is because <laughs> yeah, I won't be exactly. I won't be catching it. I guess I got to go out Dude, and watch Stream it somewhere. East is going to go crazy oh, that day. I'm I saw. Going to do yeah, Will Chamberlain numbers. numbers. You also have the. I mean, how about this though? Better story, okay. The Niners with Mystery Relevant or the return of Joe Flacco? What if Joe Flacco oh, wins the whole thing? Return of Joe Flacco, for sure. It have to this be. This is by far the most unlikely story. And Joku burns his face. Yeah. Right? I mean, Deshaun is done. Deshaun's Joe Flacco done. is what, yeah. number three? Right. Number four, maybe? Quarterback number four on the year. PJ Walker and Dorian Thompson. And Dorian Thompson. Thompson. Yeah. QB number four. You think the Niners had issues? Okay. Mm-hmm. At QB, sheesh. I'm not sleeping. I think that dark horse team is going to be the Bills, but I just you. It is just such a roller coaster with Josh Allen that I think the Bills have a pretty easy. I'm not sure exactly how the AFC like restructures mm-hmm. itself after the wild card, but if if they can go, I mean, they play the Steelers the first round. That's in my opinion by far the, the easiest, easiest opponent. That should be a win. You're gonna play whoever wins the fraud bowl of I th- I think is is how it would work. They would play whoever wins the fraud bowl of Miami versus Cleveland, or you're getting Cleveland versus Texans. Like right, I feel whoever like, is the second lowest seed. Okay, so if gotcha. the Chiefs 
win and the Texans win, t- Chiefs would the the Bills would have to Chiefs would have to go to Buffalo. That would you be see what I'm saying? Gotcha. Yeah. yeah. Yeah, and I, and honestly, to me, the, the Ravens are the only team that would put fear in me if I if I'm the Bills. Same, yeah, same. And I, if I'm the Ravens, I'm probably rooting for the Texans. Yeah. I don't want to see the Browns it's and tough. that defense. That's super tough. I I don't know. Yeah, I, I probably right just because the 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 Browns at least the, you know they have that AFC North familiarity. Mm-hmm. They've already played twice, and you know the. Texans, oh, you're saying they would rather? I think you would rather play the Texans if you're. No, if no, you're that's the, what I'm right, saying. Yeah, yeah, that's yeah. What no, I'm, I'm saying. agreeing with you because just because they're a first year team, you know, CJ Stroud first year, you got D'Amico Ryan's in his first year. I wouldn't want any of that Cleveland smoke either. It just feels like there's a lot of I wouldn't say team of destiny, but it's weird. There's a lot of lot I, of magic going on no, over there. I don't want to see storylines in motion. And this brings up the question. Funny enough, if you're the one seed. I, I don't think we did it on this show, but should you have the ability to just choose your I opponent? I think so. I think so. <laughs> like, I want, it even adds a layer you like, know what right? I mean? to okay. the drama. So let's say the Chiefs win. But then here's the thing. Let's say Chiefs win and Cleveland wins, right? Mm-hmm. So Ravens would get Cleveland. You're not going to pick. Do you pick the Chiefs over the, over the Browns? Let's say in this world you can pick. Would you pick the oh, Chiefs man. over the Browns? You if can't you're do the that. Ravens. You can't invite... Patrick Mahomes to your to your. Well, that's city. what makes it must-watch television. That's yeah. why they should do it. That's why they should do it because yeah. I would love to see. I, and I don't know who would. What is it? Jim Har like would Har, or John Harbaugh? Would, yeah. Uh, would Harbaugh make the call? Is it the ownership? Is it who is? Is it <laughs> Lamar Jackson? Mm-hmm. Is he the one? I don't know. I think uh, I'd probably I'd probably go the Chiefs. I mean, I know Patrick Mahomes is scary, but no one else really scares me on that Chiefs team. Yeah. Like, Travis Kelsey is not the Travis Kelsey of old. Um, you know, the, their defense is better than it's been before, but it's not It's not the Browns. And, yeah, I mean, we've seen enough times. If Patrick Mahomes has to get a, a, a big play, who's he going to? Mm-hmm. I, I, we've seen Marquez Valdez-Scantling drop every single Kadarius big Tony. play. Kadarius Tony's dropped every single ball that's came his way. Rasheed Rice, I guess, is their He's best option. Yeah. But that tells you a lot about the state of the Chiefs is they're relying on a first-year receiver who – Really, he hasn't. I mean, he's had a good season, good second half of the season, but hasn't done anything in the playoffs. Like, okay, so if that's your answer, if if Rasheed Rice is going to be the guy that kills you, I'm willing to take that bet. And I'm telling you what, a lot of people are saying let Ayuk walk. Can you imagine? You know where I'm going with no, this. No, no. You know where I'm going oh, yeah. with this. Yeah. You let Ayuk walk and he ends up in Kansas City. Oh, boy. Oh, boy. I wouldn't. I don't know what you can do, right? The capologists that sure, are you out do some there, compensatory picks or something. Something, right? but you cannot let. I know it's the AFC. It's not the same division or whatever it is. But I mean, the, the here's the bottom line: the Chiefs are going to get somebody at the oh, end yeah. of the season. Yeah, yeah. You just don't want it to be on your watch, right? Okay. So I, I think that'll be interesting. But hopefully, even if they do, it will be after the Niners get number six. Much to Emil's chagrin. I'm just kidding with you, Emil. Emil Fergoso, our Sacktown Sports 49ers insider, had the Ravens going all the way. Got to get to a break. And as promised, we're doing it now. We are talking about Podium Gate. We are talking about Press Conference Gate. We have audio of the question that was asked to Coach Mike Brown. And again, this is the only reason... Us in the media, we're making a big deal about this. I know some fans agree with it. Some fans don't care. There's still locker room talk as well. This is the second time 
They got blown out to the Celtics, and who did they send out? Keon Ellis. They get blown out last night to the Pelicans, and who do they send out? Keon Ellis. Is there blame to go around? Are we overreacting? Be a part of the conversation. 916-339-1140. We will give you the facts and the information to have this conversation. Styles and Watkins, Sacktown Sports. Sacktown Sports and subscribe. Styles and Watkins, Sacktown Sports taking you up to 2 p.m. The time has come to have the conversation about the post-game presser. All guests and callers join us from the Folsom Lake Honda Hotline. Folsom Lake Honda, your one-stop Honda shop. So let's Let's just lay everything out quickly. We did it before the break. We'll do it right here. Basically, the game ends. Media goes into the press conference room, and somebody pops out, right, to to answer questions from the media. Sometimes it's two, whatever the case is. So we don't know who's going to show up. Can right? I also throw in here, too, mm-hmm. that right before you guys headed down to the locker room, me and Brendan were joking. Like, it's kind of a thing that's known at least – that's been happening with the Kings, it, not only this season, but like in years past too. Mm-hmm. Even Luke Walton era, Dave Yeager era. We thought, I think me and Brendan said, hey, I bet you we get Sasha and Kevin down there. <laughs> Just to say, like, this is kind of a, a thing that yes. is, it's, this isn't the first time. And this so Kevin would have made more sense. Yeah, Kevin would have made, Kevin made sense. more sense. It's exactly yeah. worse. Yeah. And, uh, mm-hmm. do, you, do you think there should be context in this for uh, – I believe there's one point Mike Brown points out one of the... Uh, we'll, we'll give it out. Yeah, okay. we'll give it out. Okay, all right. Yeah, so without further ado, this is the question asked by James Ham to Coach Mike Brown about the decision to send out Keon Ellis. Mike, um, you're here to take the bullet here for your team, no. but at some point, I mean, this is multiple games where your leadership council is nowhere to be seen at the podium. And I'm just wondering if that's part of this too, like... Ten losses this season are blowouts. You guys are sure your record's great, but there seems to be a lack of accountability in these types of games where we're not even getting to see some of these guys that don't show up in the box scrum, that don't show up on paper. Yeah, I, I don't, James, and I hope this doesn't feel like a cop-out. I, I don't know. I never have known who comes to the podium and who doesn't. You, you know what I'm saying? So, I mean, that. That would be more Shannon would have to answer. Not one time in my career that I ever follow that or track that, you know. Um, but everybody should face the music because, you know, we're, we're, we're all a part of this. And um, we all have to speak on it. We all have to address it. And we all have to look at Nye and, and see if we can be better. And it does. It starts with, with Fox and Domas, you know, at the end of the day. Those two guys. Um, they, they have to be accountable. They have to hold everybody else accountable, just like for me. I mean, it, it, I do too. I mean, I, I'm part of this ass kicking today. And uh, it is what it is, and we got to keep trying to find ways to be better. But, um, um, you know, the, the only way to do it, it, it's not an X and O thing. You know, I mean, you, when you get beat like that, that has nothing to do with X's and O. We can go out with no game plan 
and you could take any 10 guys and play harder and fight better than what we did today, and that's what's disappointing, you know. Uh, like I said, from top to bottom, starting with me on down. So uh, in terms of who comes to the podium or not, I'm not trying to bail out on that one, but I have, I have I've never known who was supposed to come here. So there it is. Where do we start? Yeah, that there it is. That was the question that was asked, and then you just heard Coach Mike Brown's answer. Shannon runs the the PR mm-hmm. for the Kings, and that's who he had mentioned in the in the response. Whether she picks somebody, whatever it is, my thought process when I heard that is that I don't necessarily care about what the process actually is. The fact that this is the second time that it's happened, the first time was with the Celtics, the second time has been right here with the Pelicans, a team who, we get it, nobody wants to go up there because you got blown out, and I don't even know if they've they've had one competitive game against the Pelicans. So I understand why you don't want to do it, but that's also my problem. You know what I mean? So I'm not it's not a PR thing for me who got who got chosen, who yeah. this, who that. If you have somebody or a couple guys, whether that's I, look, we're saying Fox and Domas, what about Harrison Barnes? Right? Oh, what about yeah. Harrison Barnes, a yep. guy who the vet in the league, let's be honest, there've been trade conversations. All right, fine. I'll just go out there and I'll do it. When you talk about the leadership council and the leadership committee, it's a cop-out. Yeah. It's a cop-out for those guys. And I know Domas answered questions at his locker, but that's on his time. That's not necessarily – it's a more controlled environment. I didn't even see De'Aaron Fox answer anything. And I'm be honest, it, we're not too far removed from the loss against the Hornets where De'Aaron says, "We just, I just flush it. I don't even remember by the time I get out the building. Right. It's bad. Mm-hmm. It's bad. Now, at least he was up there on that one, but to now – have these clips that just don't sound great. And yeah, I'm going to go there. There was another team in Northern California that got their doors blown out last night. And you know who I saw up there for the Warriors? I saw Moses Moody, but I also saw Steph Curry, and I also saw Klay Thompson. And I don't know how their PR works, but again, I don't care. There's just a lack of responsibility and a lack of leadership And I know that there are certain fans out there that think the media is making it a big deal. We're making this about us. No, because we've sat in those meetings and in those press conferences where Coach Mike Brown has said, we need more leadership. He's leaving it open. Yes. And nobody is stepping up. I mean, I can even Keon Ellis. Happy birthday, Keon Ellis. Go up there and talk to the media. I would even put Malik Monk in that category because Coach Brown has said that he's stepped up to some degree. So that's my issue with it. I don't care about how things typically work. The bottom line is there should have been somebody, in my opinion, to say, Keon, no, no, bro. You haven't even been in the rotation. Let me let me go up there and 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 I'll handle this. You fall back. You think you think the PR person is gonna say no? No, no, they're not going to say no. They, okay, cool, it's awkward, we don't have to do any of this, yeah. cool, let's just get out of here. And and it bothers me. No, for sure, it bothers me too. I mean, to me, like you said, I don't really even care about how the process is. It's, it's inexcusable that Keon Ellis is the one that goes up in that moment in time because that's just not fair to your teammate. Like, that's mm-hmm. being a bad teammate to throw Keon out in that situation. Like, 
everybody knows that Keon's not the one that we all want to hear from there. Bless Keon, but yeah. like it's not his fault yeah. that 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 the team was in that situation. He can't answer those questions. There's no exactly. There's no insight. He wasn't there when the game was being decided. Frankly, like he he can't he can tell you what he saw, but you know there, there's there's a different level of insight from getting from guys who were out there at that time. And to me, it felt a little bit like you know like when you're with your group of friends at school and you guys get do something that gets you in trouble as a group and. You know, everyone's like, who who did this? And no one wants to mm-hmm. fess up. Mm-hmm. And then the nice kid who everyone knows, like, ah, like if if Johnny says he does it, like he's got a good reputation. Right. So no one's going to get mad at him. So we'll just have him take the fall. And it's not fair because Keon Ellis doesn't get it to go out there when the Kings have their biggest win of the right. season. Nobody's so checking for Keon. No. Then. So, but you're going to send him out when, when it's the worst loss of the season and nobody feels like talking. Well, that's just not fair. That's not being a good teammate. It's not being accountable. And to me, the biggest thing, yeah, forget all the the PR and the media and whose decision is it to do this. It should be on the players to say when they see Ke- – because I, I, somebody had to have seen Keon being the one picked. Mm-hmm. Whether it is Harrison Barnes, whether it's Sabonis, whether it's De'Aaron Fox. Heck, I don't even care if it's Kevin Herter. Like yeah. I said, I would have been – I would have understood at least from how these things go, I get why they send Kevin Herter out mm-hmm. there. But to send Keon out there, to me, that's just being a that's being a bad friend. It's being a bad teammate, mm-hmm. being a bad colleague, whatever. To see him walking out there and do the walk of shame, someone should have stepped up and said, "Guys, we cannot send Keon out. Mm-hmm. Like we, this will not be again. a bad, a yeah. terrible look for us to just not face the music." And and yeah, I mean, to me. It, it totally speaks on the Mike Brown asking for leadership thing, and that's even how James framed the question. It was a perfect framing of the question because he's not really attacking anybody there. He's just saying, you talk a lot about this leadership group that you want to – you don't want to tell them what to do. Mm-hmm. You want them to step out and say, I know what's right when it comes to the on-the-floor stuff. Well, to James's question, doesn't it kind of start here? Doesn't it start with – facing the music or being the when things aren't easy going out there and and facing the music because it's easy to do it when you have a career high or when you when you set a record or when you're you've won four games in a row but it's tough when you're on a a bad stretch of games where you've lost to the hornets and the and the the trailblazers and you listed you got to go to double ot against Mm -hmm. the maverick uh, magic and now you have this huge loss to the pelicans again somebody's got to take the responsibility and say, look, like this is on us. We need to go. We need someone, somebody in this locker room needs to step up and speak for us because it, it just can't be Keon. No, he doesn't. Because frankly, Keon doesn't speak for them. Keon's, he hasn't been back he and can't forth answer with the, the questions. League, but he's not in the circles. And that's part of it, right? Because Keon isn't in the rotation yeah. every night. The media can't ask the questions that they really want to, and they do anyway, knowing that Keon can't really answer this. Because, hey, Keon, these last couple games, blah, blah, blah. What does Keon know? He's not even in the rotation. So how is he going to answer this? And here's my my other problem with this is because you got blown out so bad. Number one, we know how this process works. So nobody was going to be surprised that someone was going to have to speak after the game. You had... 
over a quarter, because I don't even know if they played the end of the third, <laughs> to think about this and say, you know what? Right. But, you know, Fox, is it going to be you? Yeah. You know, Malik, is it going to be you? Sabonis is going to be you. They had time. Yeah. And they collectively, as a group, just played, j- 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 not not dumb, but just said, we're just going to go by how the normal process goes. Right. And we'll see who gets picked. No, that's not enough. That's not yeah. good enough. So, again, the MVP talks, you're grounded. Yep. Okay? Championship talks, you're grounded. We haven't even done beaming or dreaming in about three weeks. Feels like a month because there's no half. point. Yeah. There's no point. Because to your point, Chris, you said that great. You should want to go up there. Yes. Somebody should want to go up there. Mm-hmm. Somebody should want to answer those questions and say, yeah. you know what? It's not good enough. No. And I don't care if you're not a vocal leader. I don't care if you're not this. Steph Curry is supposedly not a vocal leader. Yeah. He's up there every time. That team is 10th in the West. They're not even above 500. And Steph is up there answering the same questions. Klay Thompson up there answering the same questions. Yeah. And you got Keon Ellis? Yeah. You know, they had three guys the Warriors did answer questions last night. Yep. The, the Kings had we one. We didn't even mention that part either. The like, Kings had one. one person. It's also that. Like, yeah. you send one person and your one person is Keon. Like, maybe this is a slightly different conversation if it's Keon and, again, and Kevin Herter. Maybe, yes. And Sasha even gets into some Because Ke- Kevin had a good game. Kevin had a good game. He's yeah. been in the starting rotation. Frankly, he's kind of been ducked because he's yeah. been struggling. He finally gets to the other side of it. It would have been a perfect opportunity to throw him out there. I, there's, a, there's a lot of missteps in, in how this could have gone better. But to me, it's just it's, – it's, it's not great. It's not great. And I think maybe even to your Warriors point, like I think about the Warriors, they do have the benefit of having – three stars that can kind of, you know, you know, spread out the hits, I guess, if you will, where, you know, yeah, after a loss like last night, the Warriors could have sent out Draymond Green, mm-hmm. or they could have sent out Clay, or they could have sent out Steph, or in the past they even could have sent out Iguodala out mm-hmm. there and gotten good answers. Maybe the Kings need but to figure Harrison out Barnes between, to, to your point, that leadership group sounds like it's three to four to five people why don't you spread it out? Why don't you say, hey, it's on one of us in here to go up there and, and speak. It's on at least Harrison or at least on De'Aaron. Or I don't know if you want to throw Keegan into those things already. Malik. Malik mm-hmm. is somebody who gives great quotes. I know Malik's been up there a couple times already, but there's got to be somebody in that core four that they like to talk about or in their leadership group that that it's this is part of the game. Like this is part of being in the NBA is asking tough questions or answering tough questions that you right. just don't feel up for. Yeah. You don't have to and here's another thing either. You don't have to be nice. LeBron James just showed that the other day at his locker. Mm-hmm. Just cuz you're not happy doesn't mean you know you have to give insightful thoughtful answers. You can go up there and completely sell it and, and that sends its there. own that sends its own message. I saw that as well. I saw cuz I you know I put it on my social media that I wasn't happy about it as a lot of people weren't happy about it and I saw a lot of people coming back to me saying, "Well, what do you want them to say? What about the, who cares what they say?" That's not the point. Yeah. It's the principle that Nobody went up there. I don't care what they say. They can go up there and do athlete speak and yeah. say, yeah, we just didn't have it today. They can we do got Marshawn. Play. But be I don't up care there. If you but, that's my, but that's it. my point. Yeah. Why not just do that mm-hmm. and just be on your way? Totally. And go to your mansion yeah. and just enjoy your life until the next game. You can't even do that. Got to get to a break when we get back, continue with the conversation. Steven, we see you on the line. We'll get to you as well. Styles and Watkins, Sackdown Sports.
Motown Sports. Call or text at 916-339-1140. Styles and Watkins, Sacktown Sports, taking you up to 2 p.m. A lot of good conversation happening, not just with us, but also in the Sack Chat. If you are driving right now, on your way home or on your way to somewhere with a phone or computer, hop in and continue to listen on the SAC chat as well, where a good conversation is happening. Also on the text line, of course, text line from the 415. Shout out SF. Top of the morning, fellas. Long time listener. Hope you had a great weekend. Just want to apologize to whoever attended that game last night. That Oof. was just embarrassing. I wasn't there, but I feel like everybody in that building that was there yesterday, including Styles and Watkins should get their money back for your case. Get double pay for enduring something like that. At the end of the day, these are questions that should have been answered in the offseason. So if we're going to go ahead and start putting blame on anybody, it has to stop from the top, and that's Monty McNair. Yeah, and I mean, you know, to talk about more so other things Mike Brown talked about yesterday, and not just yesterday, I mean, it's been a couple different times now. Mike Brown kind of has. Mm-hmm. Uh, he kind of has been sending some messages to to Monty McNair, whether it be even yesterday. I mean, we just played the sound. Even in his answer to James's question there, he says, tonight was not an X's and O's thing. No. It was an effort thing. And yeah. he said a version of that a couple different times where, uh, you know, the game plan was solid. We just didn't go out there and execute. Mm-hmm. He's talked about how teams with length are just – a problem for them that they have to deal with. There's not really a good answer for them. It's just the thing that they have to work around. If you listen to the things Mike Brown said, he has kind of started to put the ball in Monty McNair's court, and uh, it's on Monty. It is on Monty. That texture puts it perfectly. Like, Monty didn't do much in the offseason. I mean, he did a couple things. It was some, as is all free agent moves, he took some, some bets. He took some risks. He thought... Sasha was going to be a big bit more of an impact than he is. He thought JaVale McGee was probably going to have a little bit more in the tank than he does. He thought Chris Duarte was going to bring something really valuable to this rotation. None of those things have panned out, and none of those were big risks, but they were, you know, small little wagers. He's got to take a – that's what I was saying earlier. He's got to take a big risk. It's got to be at some point you say, this was last year's team, this is this year's team. Mm-hmm. It still feels like this team right now – is last year's team 1.5. Yes. You know, it it's just may, a different, right. it's a remix. It's a remix of last year's team, but it's not a different team. We're not on a new album yet. Mm-hmm. This is this is still the same same team we saw last year, except, frankly, it's worse. The offense isn't as efficient, which is understandable because mm-hmm. last year was ridiculous. The defense has since fallen to a level that is similar to last mm-hmm. year. And they aren't getting as good of performances out of Kevin Herter, who was huge for last year. And they they haven't really, besides De'Aaron improving, and I would even say statistically, Keegan has probably been hit or mitt. Like, Mm -hmm. it's been more or less the same. This is a worse team than they were last year. Yeah. it Top it. Well, people would say, well, look at their record. And that would mean that they're not. But But their play. Right. Their play hasn't been as good. I just don't think you can do – I know you are what your record says you are, but I just think it's too easy to do that when there's so many other factors, right? The teams you're playing aren't the same. You are what your record says you are, but you can't compare records, I think, equally and say this team is better because their record is better than where the team was last season. I think that's – that 
that you can't do that. Yeah, what I will say to that, it, to your record is who you say you are, before before losing yesterday, the Kings were in a weird position where if they had beaten, had beaten the the Hornets and the Blazers, they would have been the two seed in the Western Conference. Wow. But they didn't, and so they weren't, and they were the five seed. To your point, you are who your record says you are. The Kings could have been a team that we talk about, and you know we've talked yeah. about it before. This is a good team. There's a shell of a good team in here. If they could have taken care of business and beaten those two teams, they definitely should have beaten like a good team would have. They would have been the two seed. But they didn't because that's been baked into who this team is, is the inconsistency, the fact that you can lose to a Blazer and to right. a Hornets That's team. why they're not there. That's why they're not there, and that's why I agree with you completely. Your your record is who you say you are. The Kings have been a good team. They haven't been an elite team, and that's why they're not finding themselves in that two, in that three spot, in that four spot. It's why they're the five spot because there's a ton of teams. You look at the Warriors, even the Warriors. They've had a nightmare season. They're around 500. Yeah. You know, it, it's you still win games just because it hasn't gone well doesn't mean you have to be 14 and 25. Mm-hmm. You could still have some productive moments, but at the end of the day, say, we're, we're, we're not where we should be. We're not where we yeah. want to be. And so far, the Kings have been a good team on a lot of nights. But as we said, half of their losses have been complete blowouts. And you know what that sounds like to me? That sounds like a five, six, seven seed, which yeah. is a brown where the that's Kings are hovering. Where, that's where they are, and it will be another first round exit. That that's pretty much it. From the nine one six, this team is mentally weak. Period. No real discussion needed. Thanks nine one six. That's not really how a radio show works. <laughs> but thank you for that. From the nine one six as well. Last year they were still finding a team rhythm with Domas, Malik, and Kevin. After a full season together, this year should be more consistent. Absolutely, it's not as yeah. well as Keegan as well. Yeah. Let's get to the phone lines before we get to a break. Steven got about thirty ish seconds. Steven, what you got for us? Oh, actually, I forgot you were grounded, Steven, but we'll let you go anyway from last week. That's why you only get thirty seconds. What you got for us? I was about to ask you if I was still uh, if I'm still banned. No, De'Aaron took your spot. De'Aaron took. Your spot. So now, now, yeah. now you get 30 seconds. What you got for us? Okay, well, all right. So we're talking about Keon and how this has been a, a thing of going to the podium. Mm-hmm. Chris, last yeah. year, you remember, okay, who was going up to the podium and we were having these conversations last year? Who was in the same position? Probably Harrison Keon Barnes. Was Harrison Barnes. Yeah. Okay? Harrison Barnes was the guy because he is the, quote-unquote, the, the 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 vet. Yep. You know, he's supposed to be the leader. He's supposed to be the guy that has the voice, and he's supposed to know what to say and all that fun stuff. I, did, don't, I do not recall and I do not remember seeing Domas or yep. seeing any of the other leaderships, even last year, stepping up to the podium and being like, hey, look, guys, we... We were trash. We played terribly. We did not communicate well. We didn't pass the ball well. We our vision wasn't. We weren't present. So I, the level of accountability, I feel like, is starting to kind of show. I mean, it's not really kind of starting to show. If I mean, if I could put the flip side on that, there is. We're, we're talking about all these, all this leadership and how De'Aaron and Domas. Those are our foundational pieces. Well, you know what, dude. You gotta be. You, if you're gonna be a foundational piece for this team and for a team, you gotta take. You gotta take the L's too, man. Yep. You gotta go up there and you gotta own it. You know what I mean? You gotta be like, look, I'm the leader. 
this is my team. Yep. Everyone's surround. Uh, everyone is getting these players and pieces around for me because they, you guys chose to keep me around. So I got to do better, and I got to hold myself responsible, hold myself accountable for my bad play, along with everybody else. Every, that's what makes a good leader is holding people accountable, including yourself. And I don't think we've really seen that. As for, I mean, coming from somebody who is supposed to be, you know, uh, follow me, boys. Let me show you how it's done. You know, lead by example, De'Aaron Fox. But it's not working. You're, you're, you you want to lead by example. But there are times, man, where you got to open your mouth and you got to tell these cats, man, hey, look, <laughs> this ain't how we're supposed to do this, man. This I've been here for eight years, and that's half this 16-year tenure. You know what I'm saying? So right. what are we doing, boys? All right. I'm going to get back on timeout, man. You guys have a good <laughs> Thanks, Steven. Way to redeem yeah. yourself, Steven. Yeah, look, and, and that's really what it is. And it doesn't really matter if the question is, oh, well, what would they have said? It's just about being there. It's just about being the person that is that shield and not throwing somebody to the wolves like Keon Ellis, who obviously cannot answer questions that we all want to know why these guys have been blown out seven times. I don't even know if Keon was activated in all seven of those blowouts. Yeah. That's the problem. We want answers. And and I get it. You're not gonna you're not gonna get full blown answers from the press conference, but at least you can say, okay, they're recognizing it. We we don't know. The last time we talked when when they lost to the Hornets, De'Aaron says he just flushes it. Yeah. So yeah, and they go out and they win against the Magic, but it's a, a double overtime game. So and with no Franz Wagner, got to get to a break. When we get back, continuing the conversation, what's next for the Kings? Styles and Watkins, Sackdown Sports.